Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 125 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined as I am every week by Lewis Kirk. Dr. Lewis Kirk, I'm Lewis, how are you going, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. Um, welcome, listeners. Uh, I guess we start the show today, a little bit of, I suppose, a bit of sad news, um, uh, or it's the top of the news um, about a Queensland vet that's, uh, that's been that's missing overboard on a... On a um, on a, a ship, a live export ship that's, that was sunk off Japan in, in, the, in the typhoon. So um, really not, not the nicest start to, to um, um, you know, to start the, the show with uh, Dr. Lucas Order, um, a young vet um, with a family, young family as well, a wife and family, and mm. just, just terrible. Um, I guess we we're all hoping hoping for, for a good outcome that, um, that he get, gets, you know, gets found. And, you know, there are obviously other people lost on board the, the ship as well. Um, so our thoughts go out to, to the families and friends of, of, of Lucas and, and hope, hope for, you know, uh, uh, you know, hope that he gets found soon. Absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Best uh, hope, fingers crossed that, uh, that we get a good outcome with it. But um, if anyone's feeling, uh, down and and sort of saddened by this sort of uh, by this sort of news or anything like that, or you need some support. The ABA's got their uh, their um, there's a counselling uh, helpline, counselling counselling yep. service one three hundred six eight seven three two seven. They're there twenty four seven. If um you know we've got a lot of vets that do listen to the show, and if it, is, it has affected you, um you know certainly get in touch with them or, or Lifeline or, is it, is, or you know um another one that's a, that's a good spot as well to go to. Absolutely. Yep. So if you feel like you need to get, especially in all this uh, uh, COVID time, everyone's feeling pretty, pretty raw at the moment. And so it doesn't take much to get pushed over the edge. So if you are feeling that, get some help, reach out and find someone that can help you out. Definitely. Definitely. All righty. We'll move, move on to the show proper. Hard to, hard to sort of yes. pick up from there, mate. But um, I, I must say this week, I don't know about you, but uh, it's, it's sort of four weeks into, well, just over four weeks into, I think, stage four lockdown in here in mm-hmm. Melbourne. Um, and uh, coming into the clinic, mate, I'm, I'm getting, a lot of, uh, getting a lot of emergency grooms needed at the vet and emergency nail trims. Um, you getting a bit of yeah. that? Look, we... Um because we do we do grooming at the at the vet clinic, and so you know, in doing the the right thing, we um, we did uh, can the grooming until um, the end of the stage four lockdown. So the groomers are booked up for about the next, you know, six and a half weeks as soon as we're allowed to get back in again. Uh, hopefully, we're allowed to um, from midway through this month, because if we get the uh, the, the shake of the head from uh, from Dan Andrews, our, our Victorian premier, on Sunday, um, that's going to be a whole lot more phone calls yeah. trying to trying to push a whole lot more grooms. <laughs> we'd already um had done and i mean it, it's a bit so so we've we've got it so that i mean we still have the groomers come in one of the groomers come in one day a week for doing what we're calling um animal welfare grooms you know yep. like so if they're ones that the dogs are 
knotted up like crazy, you know, uncomfortable. They have to come in and see a vet first for us to be able to see them and say, yes, this is one that needs to be done and then, and then book in, um, you know, and I guess, yeah, with, with nail trims and things, yeah, it's always that hard one of, you know, if it's because the, the nails are growing into the, into the nail beds. Yeah. That's one that we've got to do. But if it's one, just because you're worried about your, um, your, your wooden floorboards, yes, probably, pro- probably not necessarily required at the level of stage four restrictions. Well, well we're getting, we get a lot of, um, I didn't realize that uh, grooming and we don't have grooming at the clinic, but uh, every four weeks is a, is a common sort of grooming time. Four to people, six weeks. Yeah. Seem to be going yeah. for, and I, we've, we're sort of four weeks in. We've got a lot of people coming in going, Oh, just, uh, you know, trim the, the hair between the toes and, uh, and trim the, trim the eyebrows for us um, around the bum and we'll nail trim. And it's like, well, yeah, not really a grooming service. Um, and then we look at the nails and I go, wow, every four weeks, those nails are very short. There's really nothing I can tell. Are you sure? Because they get done every four weeks of the groomer. I'm like, well, no, I'm, I'm not a groomer, but I'm a vet, but pretty sure your dog's going to be fine even to go another four weeks or even eight weeks if needed before those nails yes. need another little trim on them. So, so it's not an emergency. Possibly ever. Yes. Yeah, but I, I do agree <laughs> if, they, if they're curled around, around the, the uh, you know, into the nail bed, but, but I'm tipping you looking at sort of, you know, three to six months time before that that's going to occur. And, and a lot of them I'm like, no, well, I couldn't trim anything off. They got, but the groomer does it every four weeks. I'm like, mm, yeah. wow. Good kudos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think the, 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 if the, and if the groomer is shaving off the, um, and, and this might be something that our, uh, you know, wonderful, uh, you know, decal gal, you know, might, uh, you know, um, I, I'm pretty sure, like I often say to owners, look, with with a lot of care, I could probably shave, you know, a, a half a millimeter off the nails, but I'm not going to take any more than that because I'm pretty damn sure I'm just going to be hitting the bleedy sore spot after yes. that. Um, yes. Otherwise, they're absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, no point. Absolutely fine. Yeah, and also had yeah. a. So, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, had a had a letter I got uh, a couple of weeks ago actually. Just. Uh, um, a vet led a stage four restriction supporting pet welfare needs. Um, now, okay. look, I won't go into details too much, but essentially this was a letter for a client whose two dogs um, uh, required uh, to be walked by a professional animal handler um, right. because of the owner's long work hours. That, that, oh, um, so need, yes. Right. Yeah, and look, I, I, yeah, the cynic in me would say that um, I think the the owner one one of the owner works long hours, shall we say, and the other one perhaps works from home, uh, no, no, unpaid work in the home environment, and right. and perhaps just needs the dogs walked for them because I don't know. So anyway, so I was I was asked to sign that, and, and we sort of talked tactfully through that, and uh, I'm not sure. Tiptoed, going... tip, yes. tip, tiptoed through, tiptoed through the broken glass. It's, it's difficult because yeah, I know their family situation. I probably know that uh, that. Um, that they've just got uh, the need for the dog walker probably and the, the cook and the chef and, uh, and the cleaner, oh, oh, right, everyone to right, come and, and, yes. and help them out. So anyway, it's, it's not po- just that they're, that they're trying to help to, you know, prop up an industry. Is it Lewis? You know, they're trying to help to, you know, keep, keep people gainfully employed. Well, there wasn't that tick on the, there wasn't that box to tick. Oh, wasn't there? There, right, there was only right. the long work hours. So, ah, right. Yes, that, was the, that, was, that was the main one. I didn't ask for a previous pay slip or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, roster, yeah. uh, as it were. But uh, there Wait, you go. Whether That's they're on JobKeeper as, a, as, a, as a, an animal handler. That's right. Whether know, the, the, the leafy walker. streets of Turak, um, you know, have JobKeeper in those areas or not. Don't know. Anyway, 
<laughs> so there you go. <laughs> anyway. The things I've been asked to sign. Nice. Hey, and speaking of... Um, Speaking of, of COVID-related things, I thought, you know, there's so much negativity around at the moment, you know, like people getting expected to, you know, trim off tiny little bits of nails and around bums and, uh, you know, asking you to sign their uh, their, their dog walker Fernando's uh, uh, employment oh, form so that, that way they can keep on. Don't drop the name of the dog walker, mate. Jeez. Oof. Oh, I think Get he's also trouble. the pool cleaner. Isn't he? My name is Fernando. I'm here to walk your dog and clean your pool. This is very culturally inappropriate. I don't know. We should be going. No, it's not. Part. It's fine. No, it's, it's, it's nothing it's against. I know stereotyping people into little pigeonholes. No, it's not. It's just that Fernando is a very exotic name, and then the sort of person that could be a, a a dog walker and pool cleaner of the rich and famous of around Turak. So is Roberto, mate. That's exotic too. Right, I move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Roberto Williams was fairly exotic, wasn't she? Right, I. I have to cut that one out. Um, all right. So um, a, a, bit, a bit more positivity. I've been thinking about the positive things about wearing masks at work because yeah. you know, we have to wear masks at work all the time. And because I was, I was struck the other day where, you know, those times where you've been at work all day consulting for hours and hours and hours, you get home and you look in the mirror and then you realize you've got a big pimple on your ah, face. Right? right. And you go, no one, not one of the nurses, not one of the clients has said, look, you might just want to go and jump in the mirror. You've got a little something on you on the end of your nose or just in that little crease in next to your nostril. Maybe go in there and try and sort that out between God, No problem. Thank you very much. No, none of that. So you go through the entire day, got a pimple there. The other day I came home, took the mask off. There's a pimple. I didn't have to worry about people, you know, just staring at the, staring at the pimple all day while I've been consulting with them because I've been covered by the mask. I thought, this is, this is terrific. The next day, Lewis, the, the very next day, consulting little puppy puppy i'm carrying it in and oh it just wants to kiss me it's licking around my mouth but i've got a mask on <laughs> so it's great there's a level of protection now that, that check it's been wormed i see no no I'm, if it's going to stop covid from coming out it's got to stop worm eggs from going in lewis so you know i thought these these masks are terrific and it made me think about some of the other uh, other good things you know so say you know if i've been been a little bit tired i've been getting up running early can stifle a yawn much yes. easier if it's behind a mask. I'm, I'm big on that, yawning while I'm talking to people. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm sure it's a carbon dioxide we're breathing back in that's making us do it, Lewis, but, <laughs> but I don't know. But it means I can stifle it a lot easier with a mask on. Um, well, is that I, why I you're wearing a mask wearing, during this podcast, mate? Because you're just yawning away. Boring. That, that's, that's why I've got, got my, my, my webcam just covered up from the bottom so you only see my eyes. So it's, so it's not just that from under the desk, I'm just, you know, that it's, that it's business up top and party below. No, it's sort of anything below the nose I can just get away with. Um, also, after you've eaten lunch, doesn't matter. You can have as much garlic sauce on your souvlaki as you like, or you can have your you can have as much spinach as you like, or or sesame seeds stuck in your teeth. Yep. Doesn't matter. Have the mask on. No, nobody if, knows any. If it's the garlic, though, mate, aren't you sort of you know? Don't you sort of smell it? And go, oh, what's that? What's that? Someone stinks like garlic. Oh, hang on, that's me. I've I've decided, mate, that if I'm keen on having garlic sauce on my lunch, getting that blowback back in the mask, that's all right. Right. I don't mind that too the thing, much. The thing I, could, I, I could run mate, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, when I was, I've sort of uh, initially when it first day I was wearing just a surgical mask. Um, yeah. and I actually enjoyed the surgical mask because then I duck out for a coffee and I'll be waiting at the coffee shop wearing the surgical mask, 
and not recognizable. You know, people sort of walk past, oh, there's a client, there's walking their dog. No, nope, don't recognize me. That That's sort of enjoyed that. You know, 15 minutes I get, you know, just to get a coffee outside, have, you know, a bit of fresh air. You know, don't really yeah. want to talk shop to everyone. Uh, yes. Then then just recently I've switched over to a, um, like an N95 mask, a little bit more protection. You know, I thought that might be the go. Um, and, uh, and they're actually quite distinctive looking masks. So mine's actually a green and white striped version that nobody else has got. Right. I've got a little chemist down the road. That's kind of a little shop does, you know, does the little excellent little N95 masks that are hard to get. So I'm wearing a distinctive mask. So now when I go to the coffee shop, definitely recognizable everyone knows that's the vet because he's wearing the uh the, the big yeah. fluorescent stripe mask so so I've, I've found good good and bad things out of our switching masks and often i think oh, i have to go up the street and just the surgical mask now yeah no no more incognito well that's right because i was waiting for a coffee the other day and then a client walked past and instantly recognized me and unfortunately we euthanized, I'd euthanized her dog a couple of weeks ago so we had to have you know the big chat oh. about yeah, and that was sort of wasn't the fifteen minutes. I mean, happy to chat, happy to talk. You know, yep, sad time. Yes, but it wasn't the fifteen minutes I was hoping just to refresh my brain and get myself back into 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 the work sort of sort of environment. But we yeah, we looked at the new puppy photos that she was getting, and that, well, that was actually quite nice in the end. So oh, good, good and bad things about it, mate. But but speaking of good and bad stuff, yes, the podcast awards are back on again, mate. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. She said. They will have swollen in ranks because now that in COVID everybody wants to do their own podcast. Well, yeah, the the new podcast category must be uh, must be just bursting at the seams. But I was sort of wondering, going through the categories, I'm wondering exactly where um, what what category we might go into. There's a uh, there's a uh, perhaps you can help me, mate. Uh, I'll go along and give me a yes Let's or a no. See. Yes. Best arts and culture podcast. Well, we do we do talk about culture, you know. I mean, culture culture is big in big with dogs, but it'd probably be lower down on the list. I don't well, think closest, we'll have a chance against close as we get, mate. Uh, arts and farts, I reckon that's about as close <laughs> as we're getting with our with our podcast. What about the best well being podcast? Well, we do we do know that owning pets don't do make you yes. feel better, and it's good for your mental health. So maybe maybe you could slot into that one. We could get into that one. Self help, psychology, therapy. We're all in emotional intelligence. We've got a lot of intelligence yeah. it's not about emotion. Emotion, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Here we go. Best, best. To be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the intelligence sometimes either. But yeah, you know, it's good point. <laughs> good point. Best comedy podcast. I think. Oh, geez, stiff competition. We'd like to think we're comedic, but really, it's, it's just in our own lunchbox. I don't think that's going to get it. <laughs> best business podcast. Nah. No, no. Moment. No, that one. Moment of the year. Exclusive oh. interviews. Oh, we did have a good interview with the Anethus last week. That might That'd work. Be great. Yeah. Moment of the year. Sell out tours. That, that was, a big. That was heart stopping. Heart stopping with the anesthetist. Yes. Audio that's gone viral. Nah. Mm, uh, not yet. No, uh, well, COVID's gone viral, and everyone's talking about that. So maybe everyone will be able to get onto that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, possibly. Category. Actually, this is the, I think I found us, mate. Best sex and relationships podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> I think that's that's where we'd like to be. Gee whiz. <laughs> well, I can, I can, uh, I've actually got some, um, you know, a uh, story without notice. I've got some tips on that. Um, you know, one thing Ooh. to be not, not doing in, in that respect is. Uh, Big or small uh, tips. Well, uh, how about hot tips? Hot tips, right? Yeah. Hot tips. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you do, don't uh, don't go out and try planting uh, uh, chili seeds by ripping up uh, chilies and then going and using your uh, or touching your apparatus while you're going after having gone to urinate because then oh. it leads to a bit of a uh, a bit of, a bit of a, a burning sensation. 
for a minute the, there. I thought you were going going somewhere else, mate. I thought we we're getting the really the the entry into the sex and relationships podcast then. But no, you no, off no, there. no, no, no. Yeah, 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 just, just, just more of a community service announcement. Oh, hang on, hang on, we're just being interrupted. We, we, we oh, hold this we podcast for a sudden. What's Daddy, up? I just um, I on I'm coming first on um Kahoot. Wow! Ooh. There you go, listeners. Uh, uh, news what, what just category? Is coming coming first on the Parkdale Primary School Kahoot quiz for the week. What category? What category? Do you know what category? category. General knowledge. Yeah, hopefully not the last one we're talking about sex and, and relationships. I think it's, I think it's general knowledge, school yeah. general knowledge, I think is the, uh, is the Kahoot quiz. Excellent. So uh, we'll get back to the, uh, the podcast awards. We've got yeah. best radio podcast, nah. best network or publish it near nah. best sports podcast. Well, we'd like to do sports, but yeah, but yeah. that turns people off current affairs near nah. best lockdown podcast. Yeah. Uh, nah. Again, stiff true, competition with that one. True crime. Mm, probably not. <laughs> probably not. No. Perhaps it's a crime that we're still recording. Yeah, there is that, and that is true. Entertainment podcast. Oh, it's a lively show with a smorgasbord. That could be juggling, us. juggling. Yeah, is that, was that was that your old Swagman's hat song there going yes, on there? It was very well picked <laughs> up. Best family podcast. Ah, we might get in there. Amazing facts or very silly jokes. Mm, that yeah, could be us. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that we're probably closer to the uh, closer, closer to the top on that one. Yes, best interview. That was a good one last week. It was. It was pretty good last week. Best documentary. Ah, oh, here it is. Smartest podcast. Oh Whoa. yes, there we what? go. History, science, technology, sport, the arts, different cultures, religion, politics, health, education, law, food, and drink. Other topics. How how does food and drink get into get into smartest? But well, uh, that's Have, right. Have you not followed, been following Pete Evans' Facebook page, mate? <laughs> there are, are some smarts in those chefs. Today? Hey? What are, what are the activated almonds and the bone broth up to oh, today? What about that Vandegraaff machine that cures COVID? Oh, really? Nice. Oh, something like that. Something had, like had, that. Hadn't come across that. All right. Best new po- No, we're not new. Best fiction. Eh, well, maybe. Maybe. Some of it is pretty fictiony. Some, some, some of it does smell a little bit like the bulldust. Yes. Uh, best Indigenous. Yeah, probably not. Listeners, podcast. Listeners' choice. Well, if we've got any listeners, choose us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, creativity Award. Yeah. Spotlight Award. Uh, Bullseye Award. Wow. Uh, that's a Bullseye Award. I don't know. It's for independent podcast. I don't know. For hitting, for hitting the target? Hitting on, the spot? On his, Honors a podcast that are producing exceptional listening experiences for niche audiences. Well, yes, that <laughs> could be us. Pretty uh, niche. What point are we niching? How small is small for niche? Yeah, do, does that mean we're just going to be up against a whole lot of right-wing podcasts for that one? Oh, yeah, right. It's a big award for the small shows that make a, making a real difference to their communities. Actually, that might work. <laughs> do we make a difference? I'd like to think we make a difference. But maybe. Then uh, Pinnacle Podcast of the Year. Yeah. Look, I'd like to think so. Is it just me or are there twice as many categories this year as what yeah. there was last year? Yeah, they're milking it. Yeah, they're milking <laughs> it. I've got this one. Uh, best branded podcast. And that brings so, us straight around to our sponsors. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Big thank you to Zilkeen. Uh, mild seamless. Seg- is there a seamless segue uh, category there? Oh, let me just check. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah, it might be under true crime, that one. Yeah, mate. <laughs> That's a crime what I did there. So thank you to Zilkeen. Uh, we, we love your support, guys. Uh, to mild anxiety, lowering medication. Um, I'll talk a little bit about its use in our main topic today. Um, 
Um, but uh, I had a, well, I was trying to think I had a case this week that I put, put onto Zilkin. I'm trying to think what it was for. I two cats fighting in the house and one cat uh, quite anxious about the other one. So we, we thought we'd trial that on Zilkin because uh, it isn't a medication. It's got no side effects, a great sort of supplementary um, for, for any sort of fear and anxiety, mild anxiety that you've got in your house with your dog or your cat. Yes. And then also we've got, uh, what's our, who's our other sponsor, mate? Uh, so we've got Delicate Care, Delicate Care that have got, uh, you know, a, a great range of Australian made, Australian owned pet foods, dogs and cats. Uh, lots of different range for the, uh, for the dogs and getting there for the cats. They've got the dental care um, and the sensitive skin and stomach for, uh, for dogs and cats that have got skin allergies and, uh, and or gut issues. Uh, uh, arthritis support for the dogs. I think a cognitive support one still in the, in the mix for dogs on the way. Through, it's coming so it's coming, it's coming. Yep. yep they yep. they just forgot where they put it that's all so <laughs> so excellent so thank you very much for your support and also a big thank you to our patreon supporters um you know if, if you guys like what we do um you can you can support us a couple of dollars a month uh, it really does uh, does go a long way to to uh giving us a little bit of encouragement to keep going um and thank you to those people who are currently supporting us we really do appreciate your support you're the ones who who keep the zoom subscription going keep the lights on um, uh, keep us uh, encouraging us to do it. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to um, support us in other ways as well, t- tell a friend. That's always good. You know, share, share the share the link if you think we've spoken about something that you think a friend might uh, might enjoy. Send them a link or uh, leave us a review on on uh, iTunes as well. That yeah. always helps too. And let us know if you think we should go for the podcast awards this year. If you'll vote for us, yeah. Why we, not? What did we get last year? Top one hundred. Best or newest number number one hundred in the top uh, top podcast. So one hundred, we were number one hundred. We were one hundred. Yes, yeah. There yeah, were ninety. There were ninety nine other entrants, and it was we were just wrapped, wrapped to make the list. Well, I think it was uh, yeah. With forty three votes, we managed to get uh, get number one hundred. So that's that wasn't too bad, you know. And so bad. I mean, an extra five votes, I think we would have been up into the seventies. Yeah, and you know what happened? My dad didn't vote. Dad didn't no, vote. Would have oh, pushed us up to ninety nine. Pretty sure that would have been great. Yeah, Jeez, anyway, thanks, thanks, a, thanks a lot, Mister K. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Kirkham. Thanks, Doctor Kirkham. Yes, Doctor Anderson. Mister Mister Doctor K. PhD. He says he's a real doctor. Oh well, there is that. You know, <laughs> no, not not that he's trying to cast shade over you or anything. No, exactly, not at all. Not at all. All right, mate. What's in the news here this week? So, uh, a story that I've been sitting on for a little bit, but then with a little bit of a, a current twist on there. So, um, so this is from uh, The Age from back in the 8th of August. How much is that pandemic puppy? For some, practi- practically priceless. So, this is by Larissa Ham. What's the price of puppy love during a pandemic? If you like your furry friends, small, soft, and teddy bear-like, it's oodles of dollars. See what she did there? Mm-hmm. With countless people seeking cuddly companion, a cuddly companion during COVID-19, demand has gone through the roof for everything from cavoodles to groodles and labradoodles, and so have the prices. Yep. Some oodle breeders are reporting waiting lists into the hundreds, and that's not forgetting other cuties such as sausage dogs and Harvanese puppies, which are also peaking in popularity. Those who got in early, such as Melbourne's Liz Worry and her family who bought their toy cavoodle Ralphie in May, accounting their blessings we ended up paying just under three thousand dollars which is quite good for a cavoodle these days because you can pay up to six or seven thousand dollars i can beat that yeah a client client paid eight grand eight grand fair income and i said and they were talking to me and i said are you sure it's for real like that's uh 
yeah. incredible amount of money. And yeah, look, I won't. It's hard to know where if it was Puppy Farm, but you know, it was a lot I, of money. And then I can beat that again. Right. Speaking to um, another vet who uh, was talking about pug breeders that they have and that they had two litters of which they had 15 puppies in total that they sold for $20,000 a pup. Oh my goodness. That's incredible amount of money. Really? I've never heard of that. That's 20,000 bucks. Wow. I've never heard of that. That that sounds, um, uh, is that first hand? That's incredible. Uh, yeah. Wow. First hand from the breeder to the vet to my year. Wow. So, um, so that, that, that's, that might be another um, hot button soapbox that I like to jump on another day, but sure. not today. All right. Um, Teddy has been a very welcome addition to the family, which is great. You know, the little caboodle. He's been <sighs> amazing, honestly, um, uh, says Yona. I take him to work with me every day, and the kids absolutely love him. So that's Oh, that's nice. That's be great. Oodles of Groodles and Cavoodles Australia, a small breeder based in Port Macquarie, has been inundated with inquiries, says employee Katie Barton. In March, we probably increased by about 400 to 500%. It was in the thousands. While it's since calmed down a little, the business is still receiving about 30 inquiries a week from potential owners, with Mini Groodles a hot favourite. So Oodles of Groodles and Cavoodles Australia up in Port Macquarie. You know, small breeder, yep. Small, small boutique mm. breeder. Oh yeah, I, I, I'd like like to think. Mm. Um, did you, Rick, did you Google Earth them just to see the size of I the property? Did, no, because did I was just I just wanted to be careful just in case yes. I didn't want to bring any contention. No, there's, there's no contention category. No, in, I just wonder what awards. what number is small. Yes, Question. yeah, yeah. That, that'd be it'd be an interesting demarcation to make. Mm. Registered breeder Elizabeth Graham, who sells long-haired Dachshunds, worries that puppies purchased during the pandemic won't be socialised properly and will suffer separation anxiety once their owners eventually return mm. to work. Well, we, we agree with that. We've been talking about that in general. Um, That's a really good point, yes. Uh, for a lot of people, they just want a puppy to act as their distraction during COVID, which isn't really the reason to buy a puppy. Buyers should be aware of some backyard breeders oh. who are doubling or tripling their prices without due care for the puppies or bitches. Oh, you, you can't see because of my mask, mate, but there's a, there's a mock horror face I'm showing there. Uh, you're- your jaw has literally hit the ground about the, 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 the audacity of some backyard breeders, Lewis, who have going to have raised their prices. Obviously, these registered breeders have never heard of supply and demand. <laughs> and so they've probably kept their prices oh, absolutely yeah. just steadfast going, no, it's, uh, our cost of, of, of breeding these dogs has not gone up at all. And so therefore, we're not going to raise our prices given that we've got a 400 to 500% increase in interest yes yes so that's yes. really good for the, the long-haired dachshunds are still cheap if you want to you know they're still at four thousand dollars instead of eight thousand dollars yeah and sure. speaking of four thousand dollars just make sure you get your insurance ready mm. for when the when their intervertebral disc disease goes but anyway i digress lewis um so that so that um while i was um finding that uh, particular article of the 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 oodles of thousands of dollars that people will want to spend on their oodles I came across another little one here, Lewis. This oh, is from yeah. New South Wales. So this is again on the Age website by Michaela, Michaela Whitburn from the 26th of August. Social, Witters. Witters. So, social media celebrity cavoodle dogged by custody and defamation battle. Oh, yes. Wow. We are sex and relationships. 
So there we go. Yes. Um, uh, you know, but defamation sex, you know, because people, you know, well, what? Anyway, let's get back on topic. I'm um, a celebrity cavoodle called Oscar who allegedly boasts 10,000 followers on Instagram is at the center of a custody and defamation dogfight in a Sydney court. Wow. In Hang on. Case- celebrity. Is that in inverted commas? There is no, oh, oh. sorry, yeah, celeb- celebrity is in inverted commas. Yeah, oh, yes. that, that makes sense because we've got 2,000 followers on Instagram. So they're five more times a celebrity than us on and, Instagram. Well, that's, there's a, and there's a picture of the dog here in a, um, in a tux as well, you know. And oh. we, we've published pictures of ourselves in tux and we've still only got the 2,000, you know. And so, you well, know, we've still only got three likes, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. One was your mum. One was, one was your dad. And you know, oh, sorry, one was my mum. One was your dad. And the other one was probably one of the kids just because they slipped on it. Um, uh, in a case filed in the New South Wales district court this year, plaintiffs, Kenneth Flavell, who I think was a character from, uh, from Harry Potter um, and, and Gina Edwards are suing Mark Douglas Gillespie over the custody of Oscar, as well as seeking orders to restrain allegedly defamatory statements being made by him in the future. Well, we better- and- be careful what we say then. Hang on. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to be reading on. the facts, mate. It's all the facts here. No, but what as, we as say reported. about yeah. celebrity status of the dog, we might get in trouble. As long as we put the inverted commas in there, then we're fine. Yes. Um, so reading. here's a picture of Oscar the Cavoodle, age two, on, on the set of Opera Australia's La Boheme in Sydney in April 2018. Oh, he's mm. a celebrity then. Right. Yes. Mr. Gillespie is defending the case and has filed a defence and a cross-claim in court. A New South Wales District Court Judge Judith Gibson put it succinctly in a judgment on August 20th. In other words, both parties want the dog. Right. Okay. So there we go. That's a quite a, a succinct one here. Yeah, right. Uh, Judge Gibson said the party's legal representatives tell me that Oscar is a social media celebrity with more than 10,000 followers on Instagram. Excuse Mind you, there's me, a... Sorry. Um, a <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just yeah, you oh, no, clear your throat there. Yeah. Um, there's a picture here of um, at... It's Oscar Down Under, um, where he's sitting uh, at Pier 1 Sydney Harbour. Um, yeah, the sun is out and at It's Oscar Down Under has the right idea. Sunglass emoji, sun out emoji. Um, but that's only got 22 thumbs up there, Lewis. So yeah. I don't know what the other 19,878 uh, likes. Obviously didn't like that particular post. No, anyway. no maybe it was nighttime in um, Bahrain or... Wherever. It may have been, like may have been, or Nigeria. Yeah, um, and they, they just missed it. They missed. They missed the <laughs> yes, algorithm. Probably, maybe. probably overseas somewhere. But that's uh, yes. Yeah, can move on. Lewis. Can move on. They add that Oscar's social media posts, which include photographs of his social activities, such as a trip to the opera wearing a tuxedo two years ago, are keenly awaited by those followers. Judge Gibson said, "Oscar's <laughs> Instagram is apparently closed pending this litigation, oh. but the parties, although able to agree on little else, assure me that Oscar is a dog of more than usual value." Right. Would have seen how much it's going to cost them to go and get a new Oscar. You know, they read, read the, the other age article, Lewis. Yeah, right. That's they, why they, they're hanging. They've been in touch with Groodles and Poodles and Labraboodles from from Port Macquarie, and they know yes. that from a small puppy farm, like, uh, it's for breeding establishment. Boutique backyard Bo- breeder. Yes. yes. Yeah, boutique yeah, like breeder. That, yeah. that they're expensive. Yeah, right. 
So Judge Gibson said that Mr. Flavel and Ms. Edwards were seeking a range of orders, including an order restraining Mr. Gillespie from removing the dog known as Oscar from the pending outcome of the case. Ultimately, they are seeking a declaration that they are Oscar's owners. They are also seeking damages relating to the alleged breach of a contract of bailment, an agreement under which goods are transferred into the possession, but not ownership of a third party for a period of time relating to Oscar's upkeep and care. Wow. Mr. Gillespie wants Oscar returned to him and seeks damages for the Cavoodle's detention. Oh my goodness. That's Saying that the false, Cavoodle false, is being held against his will. False imprisonment, is it? False imprisonment. Who Cavoodle we, napping. Who said we weren't a true crime podcast? True crime. <laughs> this is, this is going to win it. Oh, sure. this is brilliant. Yeah. Um, Forget Judge the Gibson. disappearing of that, the bodies in the barrel in... Adelaide or whatever snow where you know, yes. this, this dog napping the the, mur- the murderous wombats yeah yes true crime and it's best true crime yes judge Continue. Gibson said that she was informed in court that Mr Gillespie was seeking control of Oscar's Instagram account which may or may not still be online but which could still be an item of some value due to Oscar's social media success mm. now here's where things get interesting mate right. Because it hasn't been interesting up until now. No. This is this is where the you know everything comes down to money. Judge Gibson said that it was not clear that the court had jurisdiction to hear the case because Oscar's value in monetary terms and the cost of his upkeep may have exceeded a twenty thousand dollar limit. Ooh. While neither what? party had asked for the case to be transferred to the New South Wales Supreme Court, oh, my goodness. the jurisdictional issue meant that this court court's hands are effectively tied judge gibson said it may seem a very minor matter for the supreme court to be troubled by a dispute about a dog even a celebrity dog with its own instagram account but there would appear to be no alternative the case was transferred to the supreme court but may eventually return by agreement to the district court oh my goodness you've got to be kidding me so so hang on we've got two thousand they've got ten thousand followers Yes. And how much how much is it worth? They think more than So that so they've said that the um that it's uh, greater than twenty thousand dollars, which is the reason why it can't be dealt with in the county court, why it has to go to um I think it's county court, so, isn't it? Let me get, uh, sorry, the district court. So it has to go to the New South Wales Supreme Court because it's worth over twenty thousand dollars the claim. So so going on that, it's got ten we've got ten thousand followers for Oscar. We've yes. got two thousand followers, which is twenty percent of Oscar's followers. So yes. we're worth about four grand, mate. In fairness, so they're talking about his upkeep. Now, some of this is probably going to be emergency grooming that he's going to need to have <laughs> in the COVID crisis. Or okay. Because, he, because of his celebrity status. Emergency surgery to remove the too tight bow tie at the opera, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, he did have bulgy little eyes, but that might just be the cavy part of his oodleness. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We're not slandering Oscar, the, the celebrity caboodle here. But, no. yeah, there you go. You know, wow. So, so that's, it's a true that's, crime. It's, that's, it's, it's in the courts as we speak, Lewis. That's incredible. I think the sad thing about all that court stuff is when it comes to the animals, they're considered to be, is it sh- chattels? 
Shettles. So yes. they're uh, considered to be an object of ownership. They're not, there's no sort of understanding of perhaps the needs or the wants of, of the animal, like what's a better place for it to live or what might be a better environment for it to go to. It's just purely seen as a monetary object, like a big TV or something, you know? So I think yeah. that's, a, that's a really weird thing about the courts in Australia, certainly that I think. Is there is there then cause for um you know having the the dog at the end in the middle of a hallway and the two parties at either end of the hallway and whichever way the dog wants to go is then the dog making its own choice, or is a one is a one time thing not enough? Does it have to be like best of three or best of five or something like that? Yeah, I think I think there's too much uh, possibility for cheating there. With the, you know, peanut butter smeared on your feet or something like that. Yes, so, yeah. the, the the party that have held onto them have, have uh, conditioned the dog to thinking that there's you know yeah. Some, some peanut butter um, stuck mm-hmm. in a in a pocket or something like that. So they're just going to automatically automatically run to where they know that the treats are going to be. You're absolutely right, Lewis. Yeah, but but I think yeah, that, uh, that's that's the thing that really gets me about that stuff is that the dogs are just seen as or pets are just seen as objects. But it's quite common, I think. You know, obviously in disputes. Um, you know, uh, you know, if we are talking true crime, you hear some nasty instances occurring, unfortunately, where one pet is you know injured by the other. Uh, the other party just trying to get back yeah. at them, I suppose. So, so some horrible yes. stuff with, with that Vengeance too. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, but uh, look, I, I, I want to move on, I think to, yes. um, I've got an article here from, I was sent in by a nurse. I used to work with Claire. So thank you, Claire, for, for sending me this link from sevennews.com. A kitten accidentally turned yellow after his owner tried to treat its fungal infection with turmeric. <laughs> Um, in a in a completely you know um, you know uh, animal welfare sense. Well, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. Thamapa Supermus said she noticed her seven-month-old Moggy suffering with mild skin disease after its frequent scratching on its fur. Uh, the worried pet owner from Bangkok in Thailand didn't want to waste time waiting for the vets and gave her cat named Kapung. Immediate first aid on right. August twenty third. Immediate first aid. Immediate. Yes. Well, well, that's we... well, that's why it's called first aid. It's not called second aid or third aid or band aid. It's first aid, Lewis. It's right there in the title. Well, when you go for the first aid kit, the kids are hurt themselves. You open the first aid kit. The first thing that always pops out for me is a bottle of turmeric sitting there, <laughs> right next to my golden latte that I'm having in the morning. Yes. She, she rummaged through the kitchen of her home to find a home remedy that she believed could help. Th- th- uh, uh, the owner, yeah, the, uh, th- 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 uh, the owner found some turmeric, extracted its juice, and began scrubbing the liquid all over her cat's furs Ooh. to kill the fungi and prevent it from spreading. Right, she's right. diagnosed with go. fungi. Right, yes. she left her kitten soak in the turmeric solution before rinsing it, but when <laughs> she did, the turmeric had naturally dyed the moggy's fur bright yellow. It's actually really oh. cute. There's a photo. It's gorgeous. Yeah. We might put it on the, uh, on the socials. Actually, <laughs> the kitten after its bath. Really cute. Nice. Thamumpa th- th- said, the turmeric bath is healthy for animals. I just didn't think it would color my cat yellow. The owner said that her cat's itchy skin disease had been soothed. But oh, st- yeah. I've just seen a picture of it. Yeah, but it still had a mild yellow tint. me. Despite repeatedly showering the cat. So it's still yellow. <laughs> it was very cute, isn't it? Oh uh, my goodness, it looks like it looks like um Pikachu. 
So she thinks it's from Pokemon. It. Yes, spot on. It's very good. His first started to get back to normal, but it still take a few more days. He was not hurt from the turmeric, but I'm relieved that his fungal infection has started to go away. But I'll be more careful about what I put on his fur. So there you go, mate. We're cutting edge self. Uh, what was it? Self help podcast. Self help well being podcast. Well, that's right. Yes. Turmeric. A, a turmeric podcast. If your cat's got a self diagnosed fungal infection. Then Thamapun Thumpa Supamus with her cat Tungapung um, have got the solution for you, turmeric baths. And you know what? All advice on this show is general in nature, particularly when it comes to the use of turmeric baths for cats. Or so legal advice. All legal advice. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Please yeah. consult your veterinarian or lawyer before following any advice, any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. And, that is one yellow cat. And if, um, and if you are part of the litigious party that <clears throat> Robbie was talking about and you're listening to the show, it's all in mirth. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yes. 100%. Please no one. Get Even upset. our kids don't take us seriously. Because we're only worth $4,000 going that's on the, it. the stats. Yeah. So we, that's not a lot of money, really. Not all. chasing us. Don't bother. No, 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 no. Maybe a couple of Patreon supporters. No, it's not worth it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, well, um, we might, that that, that we is might a have... very yellow cat. When you were saying yellow cat, I thought it was going to be a kitten that had been um, given a whole lot of um, tetracyclines when uh, it was a kitten and its teeth had gone yellow. No, it's very cute, isn't it? Oh, insane. Very but anyway. Cute. Anyway, we might, we might uh, head off for a short break. And when we come after the break, I'm going to talk about thunderstorm phobia or fear in dogs. Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn? As in... P-A-W-S. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. It got your attention. <laughs> it certainly did, mate. But seriously, the Pet Show webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical, and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for PetSure here. And you know they're presented by PetSure's Chief Vet, Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also, they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited, and since we've just registered, two less. So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petsure.com.au for more information. <laughs> Uh, so you bring us back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back to me. Bring it back. Sing it back. Bring it back. Bring it back to me. Oh. Bring it back. Oh, with your sweet melody. Bring it back to me. 
Hey, we fell over this thing called Couch Choir, right? So it's um, oh. uh, this um, uh, lady by the name of Astrid who did pub choir. So she'd go to all these pubs and over two nights teach people how to be singing a song and break them all up into three groups. And so they're harmonising for all these different songs. But then they've done it for Couch Choir because, you know, we're all COVIDed. And yeah. so they did one recently that was the killers, all these things that I've done. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, and so they had the last one um, or the latest one last Last week and so um ruben and i uh recorded one track and then camille and christina recorded one track and so we've sent it in and i've never actually listened to myself sing before and listening you're going you know what i actually don't i don't think i'm terrible until i actually listen back to myself and i go i'm bloody terrible <laughs> we're trying to tell you mate 125 episodes subtle <laughs> And anyway, on that note, welcome back to that. That was a, that was the, our longest lead back in from a pet shore ad ever, but that's all right. You got to, yeah, that was good fun. Thanks for that pet shore. All right. Bring it back to me. Um, so now Lewis. Yep. Yeah. Do you so, want to get thunderstruck? Yes. So it's spring in Australia. And, yes. Uh, and in Melbourne, we're definitely coming into thunderstorm season. It's probably more likely October, November, but I thought, we might talk about today to prepare. So Why owners not? of dogs that have thunderstorm problems can have time to prepare um, their dog for the storms that are coming. Um, better, off, better off trying to be prepared for it rather than waiting until the thunderstorm's rolling over and the dog's chewing its way through the couch and then ringing up saying, oh, can I get something to try and stop my dog from getting stressed out when there's a thunderstorm? And we do get a little bit of that, don't we, every year? Oh, we we're do. always there to support that, but it'd be good if we could get less of that and get, get the dogs ready. So I guess thunderstorm phobias, you know, it's called fear of thunderstorms or sometimes storm phobias. It's something that we commonly see, um, certainly in the vet, veterinary clinic, and um, it can be to the, the noise, the thunder. Can, can we call it thunderstruck? Like, can we? Can we? Can we here lead the lead the charge of calling thunderstorm phobia, phobias thunderstruck? Like, try and get it yeah. into the vernacular a little bit more. Why not? Bring Why it to not? the forefront. Why not? The two vets talk pets nomenclature. We've named yes. It. We've the psycho babble thunderstruck. So, so it can be to the thunder. It can be to the rain. It can be to the wind. It can be to the rain on the roof. Even um, can it be to the sunshine? Can well, it be to the boogie? It's interesting that you bring that up because it does sometimes generalize so it can be oh there you go the sun before the storm can oh, they, right. you know, if if if, uh, if if they get a bit of a, a uh, understanding of that we you know that the the storms are coming and that sort of thing and there is sunshine you can still see the anxiety despite the storm being a long way away so yeah right point there, mate. thanks for bringing that up that's great great little You're tip welcome. there yeah. so common signs smartest podcast yeah, oh, definitely. Yes, no doubt about it. Common signs of thunderstorm phobia um, include hiding, shaking, crying or whining, excessive licking, urinating or defecating in the house, pacing, panting, drooling, restlessness, trying to escape out of the house, into or out of the house. So if they're in the backyard, they jump the fence or try and get into the house um, or if they're in a pen or an enclosure. Um and is that is that the the just are you describing Richmond supporters there or is it thunderstorm phobias? Ooh, oh, is it, there is a breaking story between Stack and Coleman Jones. Anyway, we're not a sport podcast, Robbie. No, we're not. Sorry, you're no, right. We're not. No, 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 smartest podcast. Smartest podcast. Smartest. Smartest. And relationships on point. 
relationships. Bullseye podcast. Oh, was it health? No, family. 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 Silly jokes. <laughs> what, what do you get when you cross a sheep with a kangaroo? Uh, what? A woolly jumper. Oh, I came up with one the other day. Oh, dear. What do you call, what do you call somebody who works in a cafe that has a sheep on the end of their arms that makes coffee? A bar. Rista. It's exactly right. Oh, mate. We, that's, we're going to put send that in. That's, that's not bad. That's our family bit. That's our I'm try, family I'm, podcast for the I'm kids. Try, I'm trying to word Ruben, Ruben up for that to try because sometimes his teacher says, who's got a joke? Oh, Go with a bar Rista one, that's, mate. That's fantastic. Anyway, anyway sometimes they look, look for their owner um, or the comfort from their owner, jump all over their owner, pouring their owner, whimpering at their owner. Um, really common. And uh, a lot of people say, why does it occur? Uh, and there are many reasons it can occur. It can occur at any age. And I don't think we fully understand yet why it does occur. Seems to be maybe there's a genetic component to it because um, some uh, herding breeds um, do tend to experience storm phobias more than other types oh, of breeds. Right, okay. Sometimes it begins a traumatic experience. So sometimes you hear about people are out on a walk and a dog gets particularly scared at a young age by a, a thunder thunderclap or a loud sudden thunderclap. Um, uh, poor socialization or acclimation to storms and loud noises a puppy can also be contributing factors and a big thing of puppy schools that that we used to do when puppy schools first came out is um is uh the i had a nurse who used to play a cd of thunder noises to the puppies yeah, right. uh during during puppy school and potentially probably actually sensitize those puppies to the noise uh -oh. you know the stressful environment sometimes puppy school can be with lots of other puppies yeah. and then suddenly you're playing this noise and and that's meant to be helpful but it's probably not being yeah, helpful right. unless it's done very very carefully and also the same that same nurse will bring out a vacuum cleaner and vacuum around the puppies too and now when i look back and i think gosh we've we've come a long way from there so don't do that <laughs> No, don't play that CD in the, in the, in the puppy school and don't, don't vacuum around the puppies. Needless to say, some of those smaller puppies, the oodles and groodles and baroodles from, from small yep. mini doodles from yep. Port Macquarie might get stuck. Quite, quite literally $8,000 straight up the vacuum cleaner. Exactly. Or 20 grand, 20, 20 grand piece of sausage dog up there. What was it? No, pug. Pug. Maybe, right. maybe you could do it, do it on the nose and try and stretch the nose out a little bit. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, for 20,000 bucks, you think you'd be able to get a, a good nose job going on for that dog too. Yeah. Or at least a dog that could breathe properly. <laughs> um, so uh, there's some research that female dogs are more likely to have uh, storm phobias than male dogs, but that's a little bit you know, up and down. Dogs that are partially deaf or deaf in one ear, sometimes that's more of a problem because they can't. Okay direct where the sound's coming from um, and they, that may cause them to react a little bit worse. Uh, dogs with separation anxiety are much more likely to develop storm phobias um, and certain hunting dogs seem to respond more intensely to thunder and that may be part of their genetic basis um, of, of responding to gunshots and that sort of mm. thing, sort of that the, they're bred to, to respond to those things. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, dogs can also display fear to the actual storm well before it arrives, um, you know, before the thunder actually arrives. And I often say to owners, it seems like the dogs in the morning get up and they, um, they look at the TV and see if there's a thunderstorm predicted for the afternoon yep. and they start to get worried then, you know. Um, watching Koshy and they just wire themselves up. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, watching the, uh, the cash cow. They start getting yes. a bit worried that, uh, that, that something's going to happen. And that, that's really common. And they, they can, 
you know, the thunder is not the only fearful part. There can be the darkening clouds. It can be changes in humidity, changes in barometric pressure, wind, rain, lightning, all those sort of things, uh, le- mm. electrostatic sort of things, things we don't know about potentially. They might feel the rumble through their feet. So it is important to um, try and minimize all these stimuli that, that they might get during a storm. And it's not just necessarily about the thunder um, that, 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 that is causing the issue. So when we're trying to manage thunderstorm phobias, um, there are many sort of treatments and often you need to bundle them all together. Mm. Often there's not just is the magic pill or is, you know, the magic zilkeen pill. We'll come to yeah. that. Um, but, but um, it's pretty magic, but it's not the only magic. Exactly. There are lots of things that, that you need to, and certainly, um, uh, so I'm just saying, oh, and sometimes we do see some dogs, that's right, uh, that, that sometimes show a little bit of aggression when there's, if there's a few dogs in the household, you can actually get one dog showing aggression to the other dog with their anxiety. So you do need to be a little bit even more careful of that. And that's probably where you'd want to get a, a veterinary behaviorist involved if your dogs seem to be showing aggression um, when, when thunderstorms were around. So, so some of the common ways we look at are, are trying to minimize the stimulus that the dog's getting from the exposure to the storm. So closing your blinds so they can't see the lightning, um, keeping them in an inside interior room of the house. Often we recommend a bathroom mm. um, because there are a lot of pipes in the bathroom. So there's some thought that some of those metal pipes sort of ground, you know, electrostatic fields ah, a little bit better okay. and, and perhaps provide, maybe it's a Faraday cage, who knows what it is sometimes, but that's often where we do find that they'll um, seek out like a bathroom sort of thing. Often it's quite, I guess soundproof perhaps in a bathroom a little bit more than some other areas of the house, a little bit darker, there's less windows. Um, So that sort of thing. So playing white noise. So a fan, putting a fan on or soothing classical music during a storm. Maybe, maybe Ron. Speaking of legal podcasts. Legal legal things. Look out. Ron from the Cat Lover Show. I wonder how he's going in these times. We should get him on the show. See if he's. Did want to come in the last one? Mate, uh, we sent him a little "Are you okay?" You know, help package. Mate, yeah. are you doing all right? Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, if if your dog's keen to use a crate, um, crate crate is great, but you do need to monitor them in the crate, and make sure they're not becoming anxious and really mm. distressed in the crate. Covering the crate with a blanket, or even I've had some owners uh, get some really thick sort of uh, foam or egg carton type material, egg carton foam, to try and deaden the noise within the crate and sort of wrap the crate in that. Um, yeah, so, right. so they don't don't get the sounds as well, um, uh, especially leaving, uh, enough, leaving enough air to, room for air to get in. Important, important, important. and make yes. sure they don't overheat too in there as well. Oh, got good air, point. Air, air conditioning on because when they're stressed, they'll, they'll definitely overheat. Particularly that, particularly that pug, that twenty thousand dollar pug. You don't want to expire that in your in your egg carton crate no, from good. overheating because no, not good at all. Um, it is it is important to realise that the the response to the the thunderstorms is actually a fear response. So there's a part of the brain called the amygdala, and we know that that is part of the fear response. So it's actually not possible to reward a fear, right? Because a lot of people in the past have said, "Oh, when the dog's fearful of thunderstorms, you'd ignore the dog and you don't yeah. comfort them because you're going to." reward the fear you're going to make it worse you're going to tell the dog it's okay it's okay to be fearful but in fact you can't make a fear because the innate uh, physiological response in the brain you can't make a dog by rewarding it more fearful a bit like if you're say scared of heights Mm. and you're at the edge of the cliff perhaps you're about to bungee jump and you're scared you know 
certainly me saying to you, Hey, it's okay. You're connected. You can do this. Come on. You know, calmly talking to you like that. That's certainly potentially going to help you. It's certainly not going to make you more scared of being up on the bungee jump platform the next time. I guess if you do on the contrary to that, if you do yell at us, yeah, and, go and, and you say, and you say, Tell your mama saved you. Yeah, if you do yell at us um, and, and say, why are you so scared? Get off, jump, jump. Potentially the next time you are on that platform, you will be more scared. Or if you're pushed, like Robbie, obviously, is the good dad does to the yes. kids. <laughs> it's good for you. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You'll take some. me when you grow up. <laughs> so, um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is certainly if, if cuddling your dog helps them, if telling them it's okay helps them and seems to make them calmer, do it. Yeah. If you're in bed, it's at night and the dog wants to get in the bed and under the, under the covers with you, it helps them. Then certainly do that. You know, there's nothing to say getting on the bed makes them worse or anything at all like that. Um, so whatever seems to make your dog more comfortable, certainly, certainly doing that. If that means playing with the dog, perhaps they, they, you know, the herding breed, they love playing with a tennis ball, pull out the tennis ball, you know, really go mad, you know, um, if, they, if there's something that they really love doing, um, to certainly do that. Give them a, a chew toy or a treat dispensing toy, you know, some peanut butter and a Kong, food puzzle toy, anything that's going to distract them, do some training, some, some food rewards, whatever they love doing, try and associate good things with the storm happening. And you might need to start that well before the storm sort of mm. arrives. Uh, some owners like to use body wraps or you know, anxiety wraps or thunder shirts or, you know, I, I've seen... Um, I've seen you use on Roby one of your Rose, uh, Rosie one of your uh, Phil and Ted's uh, t-shirts from the nineties, mate. You know, I've seen you put that. Absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nice tight t-shirt. Yep. They used to wear in the nineties. And I and I just tie it up around um, around her belly button like I did as well. Yeah. You know, sort of tie the tight a little knot around. I did. Uh, still do, mate. Uh, look, I, 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 I don't have the six pack for it anymore, Lewis. So I, I tend to just, uh, you know, I, I wear my t-shirts down completely, but I only just sort of tie them up on the dog now. Don't and listen, Live mate. vicariously through her, through don't her listen. arms. You still got it, mate. You still got it. It's okay. Oh, I know they're fearful. there somewhere, but they're just under about three inches of, of, of insulation. Don't be fearful of wearing it, midriff, Doffy. It's okay, mate. It's going to be fine. Can Thanks, we- man. I feel much better. Don't give Christian a cuddle. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> so, so some people really like those and they, they can help too. Um, as we talked before, be careful they don't overheat. Um, and some dogs need to train to accept them. Um, you know, headphones as well or earmuffs. You can get earmuffs for, for dogs. Again, you need to train them to accept it well in advance. That's why we're doing <laughs> the podcast now. Uh, Zilkeen is a big one for if you've got a dog with mild um, anxieties, uh, thunderstorms, it'll certainly help. It, it certainly won't hinder. Um, and you need to start it sort of probably now, you know, working up towards the, the, uh, the thunderstorm season. Mm. Um, Adaptil is a pheromone as well that helps calming some dogs too. So you can buy that as a, as a like a collar form, forms a bubble of pheromone around the head, or you can buy as a plug-in diffuser that you can put in the home environment. Um, and then, then, of course, I guess the big one is, is to have a chat to your vet. Yes, uh, we are a big port of call. We can help a lot of these dogs and we can do it early on. So go to the event and talk to them about maybe some medication that they might recommend. And we've got lots of medication. The one medication that we do not use and do not recommend anymore is ACE Promazine or commonly called as ACP. Commonly little yellow tablet that you, you might get 
It causes sedation, but it scrambles their brain and makes their response to a thunderstorm the next time actually worse. Yeah. Despite them not whining and digging and trying to escape and all that stuff makes them sedated, it's not actually helping with the anxiety or the fear that amygdala response in the brain that we're worried about the most. So mm. if you're currently using ACP, it's time to stop, time to find something new, go to your vet, say, look, hey, what else you got apart from for the ACP? And what else they might have, they might, some medications we use is trazodone, gabapentin, some of the benzodiazepines we use as well. Also in the States, if you're in America and maybe the UK, I'm not sure, they've got a product called Celio, which hopefully, or Cilio, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, it's actually uh, dexmetadomatine oral mucosal gel. Oh, really? Yeah, that they wow. use a lot for noise phobias over there. And so it's actually quite successful, apparently. So hopefully we'll get that in Australia. But if you've got that in America, go and have a chat. Wowzers, uh, that sounds pretty cool. If you're over in America, have a chat. Yeah, to your vet. So make sure you see your vet early. You know, you want to try those medications out before your dog is anxious so that we can get the correct dose. They do have a range of dosing mm. affect every dog differently. So, so go and have a chat to your vet early on. And then a lot of people in the past, we used to sort of recommend using CDs of, or noises, you know, YouTube sounds of thunderstorms and, mm. and lightning. And, you know, we also do it for gunshots. We can do it for fireworks and that sort of thing. And there's no real good evidence that suggests playing those CDs necessarily help dogs uh, and, and cats, I suppose, uh, improve their response to the thunderstorms. Mm. Um, but in saying that there's no evidence, I, I guess there's no evidence to the contrary that, um, that necessarily it's, it's well, that uh, if you do it correctly, it's going to cause damage. So uh, done very carefully. So you are using the sounds at a very, very low level and you're doing something fun with the dog and you just need to really make sure it's a fun experience. And over a period of, several weeks you do increase the level of sounds that's the theory behind it depends who you talk to whether it helps or not look i'm a little bit on the fence i'm not sure because as we talked about there's so much more to a thunderstorm than just the sound there's the, mm. the lightning there's the electrostatic there's a barometric pressure there's all the humidity changes so and if you do it incorrectly if you put the sounds on too loud some dogs will then become sensitized you know if yeah. um if they see the uh the cd going into your into your um, into the drive, they'll start thinking, oh no, that those sounds are going to come. So they might get worse or, <laughs> or any time that they use it, you start doing that sort of training, maybe the, you know, good stuff happening. They might actually uh, associate that with the sounds of a thunderstorm. So it is about something really be careful. And I think you are better off doing the other things that we talked about first, uh, setting them up in a calm environment um, and using some medication or Zilkeen or something, mm. something like that is a much better way to go about it. So there you go, guys. Uh, hopefully that prepares everyone, certainly in Melbourne for the pending storms that we've got coming. Sounds good. Wow, look at that. Um, so, and it is something that we always see, isn't it? And it's um, and I mean, you can take a lot of the, you know, exchange the word thunderstorms for fireworks, and you know, for Guy Fawkes or you know the Fourth uh, um, of July in America and all that sort of stuff. You know, a lot of those same things. It all works fairly, fairly similarly, obviously without the weather patterns and stuff is that news news yeah. eve australia day yeah all those yeah. all those things win and it's, i think it's illegal fireworks is the hard part you know like uh mm. you know leading up to that you don't know if your neighbor's got you know bought something in in wuhan and they're, they're going to let it off so um yeah it's certainly being prepared for that sort of thing when it comes to you know come to fireworks talk to your vet because there is medication that can help a lot with that sort of stuff as well 
Terrific. Thanks for that, mate. Now, um, one thing that we wanted to try and send out to our listeners is that um, given the, the current expansion of people's families around COVID, people have gone out and got themselves puppies and kittens and things like that. Um, What's a, a cavoodle or a, a golden doodle or whatever it is from... Port Macquarie for or a red hot doodle. If people have been planting chili seeds, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that too. Yeah. Yes, they've they've from the boutique place just down That's the road. Right. Yes, so Port um, because we've been getting a lot of people asking us questions about you know puppy things, you know um, my puppy's mouthing. What do I do? How do I toilet train? All that you know, even just even just running through things like vaccinations and stuff that we've covered previously in previous episodes. But what we're going to do over the next sort of four to five weeks is really try and sort of chunk up a lot of that um, puppy and kitten new animal stuff. So then that way, all of the our listeners that are listening with young puppies, they've got all of that stuff sort of right on hand. So um, if there's anything in a, you know, what to do with young puppies, what to do with young kittens, if you've got questions you'd like to ask us, please send us through. Um, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, you can ask us a question on Patreon as well. Um, you can ask us a question on Twitter and Facebook. Um, uh, leave a comment on a, on Instagram. Why well, not? Get, you know? get us on Instagram. I mean, every follower we get, we're worth an extra 0.05 cents. So thank you. Great. It's, yeah. it's almost worth more than that than the, um, than the rewards cards that you get from the supermarkets. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so send us through your questions, guys, because we're coming up with a bit of a um a bit of a running list of things that we want to try and cover. We want to make sure that we're getting the stuff that you guys want the information on too. So please hit us up for it and we'll be starting that next week. Excellent, mate. And look, I've got to go, I've got to head off, I've got a zoom coming out with uh Professor Doty. So uh just uh leave you to it, mate. Uh, it's been great to chat, Robbie, today. Oh, but... just just drop it, you know, the pr- Professor Do- Doherty, the uh, immunologist. Uh, Nobel, Nobel laureate. Nobel laureate. Uh, nice. No doubt, he, no doubt he wants some advice on, on the COVID situation. To understand where he's come to the man in the night, the man from the smart podcast. Well, maybe he wants, the, uh, wants a copy of your book, mate. He wants to know why you didn't actually sign his copy. He, he might want a copy of the book. I, 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 look, I don't want to task, you know, uh, make any judgments on him. He's probably a little bit old for, for, for a copy of Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant, but, uh, but maybe he's, his grandchild, maybe he's having it. Oh. Prof. Carl, Prof. Carl, back at uni, he um, always told us about how uh, uh, virile he was, um, Ron. You know, having kids. Ron, Ron Slogan. No, no, not Ron Slogan. Oh. No, no, Professor Kale, the um, our oh. physiology lecturer. Right. He, he was. He was always telling us that um, about how he was, you know, uh, fathering children well into the, uh, the, the 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 geriatric age. You go, well, that's really good, mate. You know. And so, look seriously, that's the end of our sex and relationship podcast. And uh, I'm off to my um, immunology chat with Professor Doe. We'll scratch you later. Peace out, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals lives be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do a small cute animal will receive a cuddle.